Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash rain, R-E-I-G-N, and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash rain. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Raining Opinions Podcast. This is Crystal. And this is Carmen. And we are back. Yes, yes, yes. Now we have the reunion for Married at First Sight. This is our recap. And then we have episode two for Insecure. Yes. But you know we starting with the reunion because Kevin Frazier, my God, it was everything. <laughs> he was. Listen, I, I love Kevin. Like, he is my spirit animal. And oh I totes feel like he gave the people what they needed. Okay? like Yes, he did. He delivered on every level. What, there was not one question that was not asked. He confronted. He went there. I mean, he went there. He went. Baby. <laughs> Listen. Jeez. Okay. So it's always a blur to me. Shit. Who came out first? Does it matter? Who came out? Katie first? and Derek. It's no, no. The the sweet couple came out first. That everybody knew they were gonna be together. A couple. No, they didn't. No, actually. Uh, Katie no. and Derek came out Katie first. Katie and yeah. Derek came. And I will say that Katie, her dress was very cute, but her face was always just blah. And she came <laughs> out like wild stank, like from the gate like you could tell by her energy and you could tell by Derek's energy that they had had a conversation in the back and that conversation clearly continued during the second half of the reunion right I mean honestly uh I wasn't looking for I wasn't looking at them reading energy or whatever you know not with the first couple but after you watched everybody else walk in you realize like okay this is how you can tell who's still together right but i wasn't looking for that with them but there was some awkwardness like you could just kind of tell like you know i guess Derek thought she was supposed to scoot over i don't know but um you know i don't know so he walked around to the other side i don't know but yeah you could tell something was going on with her face i feel like they'd be playing with the camera with her like everybody else looked like they got a different camera on their face and then with her they'll do they'll try to do some little trick and it just looks so different like i don't know what kind of blurry lighting <laughs> lens they use on her but they keep doing it even in that room even <laughs> i'm like why they keep doing Girl, this she well she has a weak bone structure so i feel like like you say they try to do something to help her face but she ends up coming out looking uh fuzzy and like out of focus yeah it's it's like it's maybe a beauty filter to try to help her out. Child, I don't know. She needs something. But it, you you can clearly tell the difference, especially when you're jumping from like they turn in the camera. Like mm-hmm, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's bad. Girl, they gotta do all that, honey. <laughs> but um, so yeah, they come out. You can just you can you can tell like something has happened, right? And mm-hmm. so you know, Derek's talking about shortly after decision day, shit went left. Period. Like mm-hmm. shit just went left. Um. Was Katie cool for waiting till after her trip to Nashville to like, you know, tell the man that she just want to be friends? Maybe she played him a little bit, you know. Yeah, that was weak. I I felt like she shouldn't even went to Nashville. She knew that was something that was 
for the happy couple when he was trying with her. And so since she had clearly clearly stopped trying, she shouldn't have took the trip. I mean, maybe if you, he didn't want to waste his money, I, I guess you could take it either way, but I feel like she was undeserving and anyone could have went to that trip, you know, with, with, with him to save his money. But whatever, I feel like she was just wrong either way around. Like she knew, she knew how she felt at decision day and she shouldn't have carried on. Child, so right. But absolutely. we knew she said yes because he said yes because she's petty. Clearly, clearly. Um, but then, then we find out what the issue really is, and Mama has been fucking her ex from the beginning. <laughs> and and the thing about that, like, I don't know why she brought him up. Like, we everybody knew it was the competition aspect. You know, we've talked about that before. He don't want your heart. He just want to win the competition. So he knew you were going to go on a show and possibly get married and he could be your forever person or however y'all like to call that thing. And he was at risk of losing you. And so he wanted to say, hey, I want to be a competitor in this competition. And, you know, you never, you know, took his player card. And so you were like, well, we might see if you feel you still fit, right? But the man didn't want nothing. But which y'all had, which was just, you know, a setup, you know, for y'all to, you know, have sex every now and again. And I don't know why you was bringing him up like he was really going to be the one. He wasn't the one. He was just another one you slept with. So I'm just so confused with her whole, you know, story in the beginning when she was just, you know, you know, about to get married saying, oh, my God, one of my exes, girl, you made yourself look a fool. A whole fool. A, a, a big ass fool. And then the fact that she was still trying to be like snarky about it. Oh, but we're not even together. Duh, bitch. Like he really banged you just to prove that he still could. And your dumb ass went over there and allowed it to happen. You know what I'm saying? Katie is just going to spend the rest of her days flat backing and pining over exes. That's yeah. all she's going to be doing. Derek deserved better. I'm glad yes, that he had whatever conversation that he had with whoever he needed to have it to for him to get some balls and call this chick out on her shit because she has just been awful for the entire season. The entire season. And I feel like um, if the guy is going to come on the show to look a certain way, they need to play it like Derek, okay? Or like uh, Keith with... um. What's her name? What's the girl name? The one we love? The oh, model? The uh, model wife? Uh, damn, I forgot. Anyway. Keith from yeah. Keith from last season or Keith from the season before that? Keith from last season. Oh, with, Iris. The, with the virgin. Iris. Iris. Yeah. So you got to play it like them. Like you have to constantly look like you're trying. You can't run out there like Zach. Like I'm not going to move in. Right. But you got to act like you're trying and then, you know, let, let the balls fall where they may or whatever. But you can't sit up there and, you know, be a jerk or give problems and make people like, oh, OK, we see him. You know, no, if you act, if you acting up, we are going to see it and we're not going to like you. And it does nothing for your you know, your public figure, you know, it does nothing for that. So don't come on the show with that. But Derek, I feel like he's the kind of guy that people look at and look for after the fact. And maybe he gets a spinoff if they do that again, because there, it was, at one time they were doing that. So let, you know, he might be that kind of guy that they give something to because he's good looking. He seems very nice. Like he's really looking for something serious. And, you know, our hearts go out to him because he was put with this awful being awful child awful just dreadful and then she wanted to get into like semantics of when she said that they should just be friends versus not it doesn't matter you have been an adulteress 
since the beginning mm. of your marriage. It don't matter when you said that we're just going to be friends. But my question now is, who insurance you on, baby girl? Because my hopes is that Derek's done dropped your ass. And this man been giving you damn insulin shots and shit, and you go and do this to him. What a treacherous <laughs> bitch. Listen, listen, she's not on any insurance because they have a divorce, like like anything else. Even if they were not married, if he covered her on insurance, there would have been some type of separation paperwork they would have had to supply regardless. So since they are no longer married, I'm pretty sure he he supplied whatever uh, information he had to. This is a life changing event. Right. And she's removed from the insurance. And I mean, why even and, and like you said previously, like why even go through the motions if you knew that this is not what you wanted to do? You went through all that trouble of moving out of your house. Y'all went through all of that trouble of finding a new all place of that to stay. Trouble. Like you did all of that for what? Because you thought that Derek was going to be, you thought Derek was going to be a pushover and just let you do whatever the fuck that you wanted to do. But he's got standards too. And I mean, you know, you can only kick a dog so many times before it's like, all right, now I got to fuck your ankles up. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> listen, if somebody awful. asked a very good question on Twitter, they said, how many times does Derek have to win her over? What is wrong with her? She want to be chased. Like- She's very high school in mind. I'm just like, girl, like, he ain't messing up that many times. He didn't have to win you over that many times. Like, you are just somebody like, but we already said she's the kind of person that needs to be smothered with love so she can constantly be pushing it away, but she don't really want it to be pushed away. She wanted to continue, but she wants to feel like she has to push it away. Like, like you said, it's very high school. It's very sad. Like, I don't know what's going on with her. I don't know. We can blame her childhood and her parents and their separation nah. on this. I feel like instead of her being the counselor, psychologist or whatever, she needs to go to a counselor, see a psychologist, because she, she definitely has some underlying issues that's going to screw with her love life until the end of time if Period. she doesn't do something about it. Period. And Derek deserved better from the beginning, but everybody who was watching the show had been screaming that from the mountaintops and yeah. you know sis like you like I said you're just gonna spend the remainder of your days flat back in and and chasing exes you know what I'm saying trying to get that old thing back but girl like just go and I'm sure oh I would love to see what her dad was thinking watching this show like now you call this man a child and you out here acting like a child yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not proud of her or he told her like, you know, he knows his child at this point. He knows that he did the best he could and maybe he's questioning that. And, you know, he knows that she's in a bad way when it comes to her love life and like her expectations are weird. He gets that at this point. That's why he talks to her the way he talks to her. That's why he speaks up for, you know, that's why he spoke up for Derek when he did. And because it's like, I see that she's messing up. She's messing this up. And there's not going to be too many men that's going to be this quality of man. Because I feel like Derek was very close to that guy who was going to keep trying with her but you know it will get to a point where it becomes too much and you have to reason with yourself you have to reason with why you need somebody to be constantly pursuing you and what it looks like when they love you but they're giving you your space you're gonna have to reach out to the friends that you have every nobody can be your everything Mm. okay Nobody can. And so if you're treating this man like this, knowing that you don't even want him to be everything because there are clips where she's saying she can't wait till she gets her space. Like, like he was already coming off a bit clingy. So she just screwed herself all the way over because I feel like what she wants or what she act like she wants was very close to Derek and she messed that up. So she just got a lot of work. She has a lot of work to do. I wish her all the unhappiness in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. What else? Okay, who was next? Mickey and Michael? No, next was then the sweethearts. Uh, damn, what's their names? Shit, Austin <laughs> and 
Austin and Jessica. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Carol. I never. I can't. 11 episodes, girl, and I still can't remember their damn names. Listen, it comes and goes. But yeah, so they come out holding hands. Yeah. She's in a patty melt again. Oh, um, my God. They, they just look happy. He's looking less stressed, but he still looks somewhat stressed. I think it's just the cameras. He's like, I'm just ready for this shit I feel shit like to they put over. makeup on him. He looked really doughy. He looked like he put on maybe 10 pounds. His face looked a little bit filled out. I'm like, okay, definitely, Derek. I mean, Austin, like, you you may not be the looker, but definitely when you're slimmer and tanned, you, that is the best the best bet for you. Well, I mean, most white people look better tan. But anywho. <gasps> um, slimmer and tan. Slimmer, slimmer and, and tan. tan. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they, they've had a few spats, little tiny mm-hmm. spats, still somehow relating to his work schedule, but whatever. Um, right. And so he, you see how she proved him wrong? Like, like she was right all along. Look, he's, he's traveled way more than what he even thought he was going to travel. <laughs> Girl, yeah, shut your ass up. Yeah, she didn't say the ha part. That's what she wanted to <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, th- there's really nothing much to say about them. Oh, he did give her um, a beautiful ring at the end. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super yeah. sweet. Like, we just know. Like, we knew they, they were going to make it. They were going to work through it. Like, it's fine. Yes, I- I'm so happy for them because, you know, they have a long lasting love. You know, you just know. Like, you could tell from the jump. Like, they understand who they are. They, they understand what works for them. They don't get caught up in the material and the, you know, the facade of what things look like. Like, they're just honest with themselves. And I feel like that's what it takes to make anything work. If you have, like, these ideas of what your love should look like and these levels of attractiveness, you're going to mess up each and every time. Okay? So I'm really proud of them as people because that's the type of person or the type of people that is going to make it in a relationship ever. For sure. For sure. So I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not much to talk about there. Congratulations to the only couple that made it. Congratulations. The only couple. And you know, you know, Katie and Derek didn't have to waste their time. They didn't. They, they should, but we, but we knew, knew they should have been a no at decision day, but what They else? should have. We what knew else? it, but okay, thanks. <laughs> so then Mika and Michael. Yes. Yes. Then Mika and Michael. Michael is wearing the tuxedo jacket that he probably rented or bought when he went to go try on his tux, but he ended up with the white suit and he ended up with that blue suit jacket and he wore it to their last dinner before decision day and he has it again, has it on again at, re- at the reunion. I see it. I saw it. Michael I don't have no clothes, it. but that's fine. And... That's fine. I mean, he don't have a job, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we see Mika is in a homecoming dress. Like, what is with these chicks in these homecoming dresses for the and apparently And the Taylor's same... rubbing off on her because she got this wig on. Yeah. And you're just like, no, she wore a beautiful hair. She wore the wig that Iris wore last season. That's what the fuck she wore. But okay, anywho, so I mean, what is there to really say? Kevin did what he was supposed to do and was like, Michael, why'd your ass keep lying? <laughs> like, Ooh. point blank. Oh, and when he clowned him about that yoga girl, I was over dying. <laughs> like, you lied about the yoga, you was lying about jobs, you was lying about everything. And he was basically saying, like, you don't see how that was an issue? Like, that's a major problem, my guy. Like, 
that is what primarily contributed to the deterioration of your marriage. The fact that you cannot tell the truth, like you just cannot. And then he got to trying to mansplain and was having his uh. Zach attack again. And I'm just like, my guy, like, but Kevin face was saying, but we were all screaming at the TV. Like, dog, no, it ain't, it, there's no way for you to clean this up. No, you, you just, you just failed epically on television and you thought you're going to get away with it and have a wife at the end of it. You never tried. Like, your the whole package was a whole lie. Like he packaged the lie and trying to make it pretty, and we we knew we had questions, and I just don't know what he thought he did on TV. I don't. He how what did, a joke. How did you feel about Mika's apology for being, you know, a bit harsh? I mean, it seems like she, you know, may have some depth, and maybe she even has a soul behind her analytical spirit. Um, but it's like, even still, you, I was proud of her for being able to say that, but a part of it came off as like, oh, I'm just a good person, I do the right thing. You know, it didn't seem like she really, you know, was like, oh, but you know, I don't know her. You know, she always comes off a bit dry because of, you know, her personality. But, I mean, it was good to say, I just don't know if I felt it. Mm. I don't know, girl. I don't know. I don't know. What, but, what did you feel? Um, I mean, can I appreciate the apology? Yes, because I'm sure us as viewers, we're all like, damn, bitch, like, calm down for like 30 seconds, right? Like, you don't mm-hmm. always have to be so intense. So I can appreciate the the apology, but did Michael deserve it? Absolutely not, boy. Go fuck Oh, uh, he wasn't deserving of it. No. But see, I don't think she was apologizing. Well, she was apologizing to him, but I really think she was just like, you know what? I can do better. Like, it was like, okay, I see me. I can do better. You yeah. know, it wasn't really like, oh, Michael, you didn't deserve. It was really like her taking in perspective the way she came across. Mm, mm. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. Did Kevin ask him about a job? Did we find out about a job? I can't remember. You know what? You know what? He probably mansplained in circles about that, even if he did. So we probably erased the response. <laughs> I don't remember myself. But I mean, we know we, we, we have a good answer. He probably wasn't going to tell the truth. Right. He probably said he just he's about to start something or made up a principal role or not. He um, what do you call him? Superintendent now. I mean, Girl, who knows? daycare coordinator, my nigga, <laughs> like whatever but yeah 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 so like Michael and Mika cool whatever like Michael I really hope that after seeing himself on television and playing it back my hope is that he sees how foolish he comes off because I feel like this probably is the first time that he's seen exactly how foolish it looks and how outlandish it sounds because Mm -hmm. before this he's just been lying and smoothing it over or lying and breaking up with folks and not having to explain himself you know what I'm saying so I mean I feel like in order for that type of behavior to carry on into adulthood it had to go unaddressed and so like you're saying this has to be like the first real example he's getting of his lies catching up to him and not benefiting him at all right Okay, well, onward to Taylor, because Brandon was a (laughs) no-show. And so, this was my (laughs) only issue with the reunion, okay? My only issue, like, I would have loved for Brandon to be cutting the fool off-site, okay? I would have loved, okay? We get a little camera shot, a cameo of him, he in the screen somewhere, and he cutting the fool on that side. Just not on this side, you know, not with everybody else. I would have loved that, because I did not like all the questions all the questions that Michael was getting first because he's not a great answerer of questions, period. And then it's just like, wow, Michael cannot speak for Brandon. Brandon wouldn't even want Michael to speak for him. Right, so okay. So it's just like, 
let's let's not even address Michael this many times. You can already see Michael was stressed out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're getting ahead, you're getting ahead just a bit, just a bit. So we I'm got sorry, sorry. we've got Taylor by herself, and that's mm-hmm. when she discloses about the mutual restraining orders. And I put a poll up on Twitter. Listen, that look, our poll was jumping. We got like eight hundred something votes on it. And oh, wow. so I asked the question, did did you believe Taylor's side of the story? And the overwhelming majority was like now like because the way she was telling the story you could tell that she was like making the shit up as she went or to add in little tidbits of irrelevant information mind you okay to to try to bolster whatever narrative that she was trying to portray but you know exactly what it sounded like to me and probably to you and the other hundreds of thousands of people that watched Mama, you took your new your new boy toy to a place that you knew Brandon possibly could have been. You wanted to showcase your man and throw it in his face, but you didn't expect the outcome that happened. You thought you was going to be able to go in there and do a little wiggle, do a little dance, and then walk out and Brandon was going to be standing up there looking salty. But clearly that's not what happened. Clearly she <laughs> went there to antagonize and clearly Brandon had time. Okay? And the fact that oh the officers who came to the scene, if they couldn't directly place the blame both of y'all asses is going to jail. And that's what a lot of these child, like these children, women don't understand the days of just saying that a man did something to you and the police just going with it. Those days have been gone for actually a little minute now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. we see that both of y'all have been antagonizing one. Okay. Bet that up. Both y'all asses is going to lock up for the night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the fact that both of them were granted restraining orders, Taylor, what the fuck were you doing? What evidence okay. was Brandon able to produce to warrant his restraining order? Well, let's just let's just go with the history of what we already have on film, right? We already know that Taylor has enough information about the man she was paired with to know that once he is riled up, there is no calming Mm -hmm. down. She has this experience from when she locked herself in the bathroom with her. He had to pull the camera out to make sure, you know, it was seen that he was doing nothing, but he didn't want her to touch her. He didn't want her to be, you know, want to be closed up with her. He didn't want to be bothered with her. But what she do? Close herself up with him. So if they were leaving, all I know that happened is Taylor stopped leaving and tried to go confront Brandon and ask him to stop like that has ever worked. Mm. Okay. So it's just like, Taylor, you constantly thinking you got some kind of power or some kind of, you know, understanding with Brandon that you clearly do not. And you don't realize it yet. And it's just sad. Like, leave him alone. Let him be. He ain't yours. You ain't his. Let him go. You shouldn't have been there. And the way that she tried to add that to the story, a place that he said he'd never go again. Girl, we know you're lying. When she said like, that, girl, girl like, cut and the it out. And then all the Taylor stands tried to get in my mentions, and I promptly shut that shit down. Like, look, <sighs> nobody said that Brandon was absolved of any, like, guilt in this situation. The point that I was trying to make is that Taylor, like you said, she knows what his buttons are, and she has mastered gaslighting that man. Period. Point blank. So all of the Taylor stands, I'm sure y'all got matching wig sets. Like, 
get out of my mentions because not one time did I say that Brandon was completely innocent in the situation, hence why both of their asses went to jail. But let's not pretend like Taylor does not play games. Now, what I am interested to see is how her homegirls, if they keep in that same energy after seeing all of the games Taylor played while on this damn show. I don't know. I feel like just like her little stands or whatever, people, there are some people that are just going to be partial to the woman's side and they are still hung up on what happened on the honeymoon. Right. But the, here, here's the thing. Here's the clincher. If Taylor wanted to be done and wanted to make that the defining uh, moment in their relationship and why they couldn't work, she should have left it there. And she should have separated herself at that point. But the fact that she continued to try, but she tried to continue to bring that up. And then she went forward and made her own mistakes and didn't want to own up to those because of what happened on the honeymoon just makes her look bad. Like if you're the type of woman that's going to go through something and, you know, it goes bad and you're going to hang on to that experience, even though you're moving on in a relationship and you're going to keep bringing up that experience, you are wasting everybody's time. You have to own up to your stuff just because they did something wrong first. Don't mean you can bring it up every time something wrong happens and it's your fault. Like that is that is childish one on one. You know, if you're going to stay there, leave it there. You know, don't don't continue the relationship just to keep reflecting on something that happened before. He clearly apologized. He clearly was sorry. He kept doing things to say he was sorry. If you don't forgive him, accept that you don't forgive him and let it be. But see, if y'all once y'all forgive people and y'all pretend to move on, yet y'all be still hanging on to the issue. It, it just don't make no sense. It just it's, it's just crazy. And she she never owned up to what she did. She she even uh, backtracked when they asked her about the um the incident with her when she recorded herself saying what she said. I was That's just about to bring that up. And it's just like, girl. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. I, I appreciated Kevin for asking the question that the experts either didn't want to or didn't think to ask Taylor. And then here she come with the same BS, like we didn't follow each other on Instagram. But that's not the issue. The issue is why would you do it in the first place? You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's even a lie. That's even a lie because remember when they were trying to get back together this last time, he said, unblock um, me. So I'm thinking, I, I said it before, I believe Taylor went to record that video and blocked Brandon so, cause, so he wouldn't see it, but everybody else saw it and still got back to him. And he was still blocked and he said, unblock um, me. Unless, you know, he knew he was blocked from the jump. I don't know how it works, but I feel like he was trying to follow her at very least. Taylor seemed like the type to block men that she's dating so she can talk shit about them behind their back. But that's just a theory. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Back to what you were saying towards the beginning. I wish that they would have Skyped Brandon in or something because I didn't appreciate not just the fact that it was Michael and because Michael can't keep the story straight for himself. If if, If it was anyone, I didn't think that it was appropriate for them to be talking about Brandon and him not be there to defend himself or give his side of the story. I thought that that was, yeah, very inappropriate. I didn't like it. I was kind of with Austin, like that shit's uncomfortable. Like Derek said it too. Yeah. Derek said it too. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, I I just thought that was inappropriate. Michael, you know, he walked off, you know, because it, it just didn't feel right. It didn't look right. It didn't sound right. Period. How did you feel about Michael? You know, saying that I'm a black man and and Brandon's a black man and and y'all you're pitting me, trying to pit me against him and and ask me how I feel about certain situations. I'll say how I felt. Um, did I agree with Michael in part? 
um, you know, Kevin said, well, I'm a black man, but Kevin, you also doing your job and you doing what the white folks then told you to do for this network and for this reunion. Like, I'm sure they gave you a list of questions to ask. I'm sure Kevin, you know, being the professional that he is, he probably had his own questions that he personally wanted answered, but it, it don't yes. look right. You got a majority white cast and then you got mm-hmm. Mika who's clearly still feeling some type of way. She's still right. throwing daggers at Michael once he's left the stage and Brandon apparently, because now she's besties with Taylor. Like it just looked icky. I didn't like it. Yeah. It, it looked icky. I didn't, I mean, like you said, like, I don't feel like that particular thing was necessarily about race. I get how Michael could have felt, but I don't think it was actually that. Cause you know, like you said, like Brandon cut a fool. As a black man, if he was worried about representation, he wouldn't have cut a fool. But, you know, listen, we get that. I, I understand. I'm glad that they closed the door. Cameras left. And they had a conversation. Michael was able to come back out or whatever. So you, and they could leave him alone, because honestly, at the end of the day, that's where the tension was. Like, I should not have to answer for Brandon. If y'all wanted an exclusive from Brandon, y'all could have had him off site real easy. Yeah. Agree. Agree. One hundred percent. 100%. And, you know, Taylor was just clearly sitting on the couch just trying to get as many cosigns as she could. But I think Mika was the only one, really. Everybody else was trying to pretty much stay out of it from what I, from what I, you know, could see. But because even Mindy went to testify, she said, and I mean, she, she was pretty, she was tight lipped about it. She said, yeah, I went to testify. And then she kind of left it at that. Like she wasn't really trying to go into pick any of the dirty details or pick a side exactly because i'm pretty sure her being there and her being unbiased possibly she realized that taylor was just as guilty period period child <laughs> okay so we jumped ahead but that's cool but let's jump back to mm-hmm. zach and mindy because then we can jump back forward to mindy's homegirl because that was some juicy shit right there so let's jump Mm -hmm. back to zach and mindy on the couch what the fuck was zach wearing like nigga that jacket was way too tight listen he was was (laughs) over styled i told rod he's over styled today you know you usually you can call him fashionable and whatnot but he's over styled like look at his hair look at the glasses Look at the jacket. Look at the tie. It's like he shouldn't even have on the tie because he wants it to be relaxed. Like was the that tie a was denim tied, shirt? Was yeah. And then he had on them khakis that he wore a mean times, and he had these little boots. And you're just like, you're overstyled, sir. Overstyled. Oh. You're trying too hard. We get it. You're fashionable. You're doing too much today. Overstyled to the point to where it was tacky. So he didn't do well on his reunion day. Not okay? at all. Not at all. And so Kevin asked a million dollar question. Nigga, was you here for like clout? Like, come on, like, let us know. Like, now is the time to finally be honest. And he lies, of course. But I love that Mindy was there and she was still holding her ground and she was still yeah. just like, I, I can't remember entirely. Maybe you did. Like, I think she was like, he's just here. Like, there's there's no opportunity for friendship because I know some shit that we find out later, you know. And it's just he wasted time, you know. He didn't honor yeah. the process, you know. He, he, he just treated this like, I think I put on Twitter, I think I said, Zach auditioned for a dating show and somehow ended up on the Married at First Sight set. And just rolled with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, just wasted folks' time. But I, I'm i so happy for Mindy. And shout out to her. Is her friend named Shan? It starts with an S. Something Shani, like that. Shani. 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 Uh-huh. Like, th- those are the friends that Shani you need. Shani or Shani. One of them. 
Sarah, Susan, whatever. Um, (laughs) Everybody needs a friend like that. Period. Point Mm -hmm. blank. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so Kevin asked some questions, but let's jump forward to where everyone's on stage, right? Okay. And Uh so, you know, they're talking about the Zach and Mindy situation. Mindy still upset I think I would be upset too like somebody that's been my friends my friend for years is canoodling behind my back with my husband you know what I'm saying so she's still feeling some type of way Shani comes out and for moral support so that you know Mindy can get it out or whatever I think they should have moved Zach to that chair so that Shani could have sat next to Mindy but I'm not on the production team but whatever um Mm -hmm. And, you know, they rehash the whole texting and social media incidents. And Zach was apparently going, uh, uh, Lindsay was going to get flued out. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I just don't understand. And so, but Mindy, in true Mindy fashion, is like, maybe somewhere down the line, we can maybe develop, you know, something close to a friendship because we have mutual friends and I want us to was like, why would you be her friend? <laughs> and Shani was like, fuck that bitch, okay? Shani's like... a good person. She ain't my friend. I don't ever want to speak to her again. She can die for all I care. Shani shut that shit down. Do you hear me? She shut it down because if you're a real friend, you don't do no shit like that now. They should have brought Lindsay's ass up there, but it made it That would have a- been amazing because, I mean, the way <laughs> Zach face unfolded, you thought Lindsay was going to be there. Girl. When, they, when he announced a friend is coming, he was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Girl, his poker face is for shit. Do you hear me? For shit. And so, um, like, what did you think of that whole situation? And then for that last little tidbit of Katie going on a date with Zach, like, what the fuck was that about? Oh, Katie is a dumpster bunny. Um, Listen, all I know is the fact that Katie went out for drinks with Zach just shows you she's she's a non-quality person. She's not a quality person. She's not a good person. She's not friends with anybody. She's out for herself. Uh, she was checking out uh Mindy husband the whole time. Thinking probably he had more swag than Derek because he didn't show any interest toward Mindy. Cause like for whatever reason, she likes toxic stuff like that, and so that probably turned her on the whole time. And then she was trying to save face by saying it was before anything aired. Girl, we don't care. You had no business going to drinks with anybody's husband on this stage without them being there. Period. Okay? Period. So. so so y'all getting tattoos together, you girl, you just she lacks substance. Like something wrong with Katie. Pete, they broke they broke her. Girl. They, and they so, broke baby. But Derek was sitting over there like, I'm not surprised. She's a whore. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, so Zach, he sat up there and he tried to mansplain again. It was just trash and and nobody and, was and buying Mindy it. And Mindy knew all the truth. So it's like, I don't know if him her and Zach have some kind of open communication, but it's like Mindy knew the truth on everything, on everything. Like she was just like, no, she called you that day. No, you talked to her that day. No, no, and no. <laughs> lies, Child. more lies. It's you and a lie. She kept, kept calling them out. So I'm like, how Mindy know all the truth? Child, look, uh, apparently from, I guess the same uh, cast member that knew that Katie was out there flatbacking that didn't want to say anything now. If you and Rod had been another couple on the show, would you have said if you were the couple that knew that Katie was flatbacking or would you have remained silent like everybody did? 
Um, well, like whoever it was told Derek, like, you, I'm gonna tell you this, but we don't want to talk about it on the show. So I'm gonna say it was Mindy because I can easily see uh, her talking to Zach when they went out to drinks and Zach going back and telling Mindy because him and Mindy clearly have some type of open communication where they have no expectations from each other, but they still talk. So, cause, it, cause as you can tell, Zach ain't nothing but one of the girls. And, and so he probably <laughs> called Mindy with the hot tea and told Mindy, girl, guess what, girl? See, let's uh, oh, girl, sip on this. Oh, girl, was all said and done. Uh-huh. Can you believe? Anyway, and that's how it was. And so Mindy went to Zach, uh, Derek and told him, and, and he said, okay, I ain't got to say nothing. I ain't got to call you out. It ain't about that. You know, I'm just going to say it was said. And I know that I know. And, you know, and I have confirmation. And that's going to be that. Child. And then Katie's still sitting up there squunch faced, you know, with her legs crossed and her little foot bouncing, still trying to, like, come off like she's hot shit and still better than everybody else on the stage. Girl, stop. You're lame, sis. Like, you're such weak sauce. Like, you're an adulteress like that is what you are you cheated on your husband i don't give a damn how far down the timeline makes you feel better about your decision you still fucked around on your husband sis and that's just point blank in the period and listen we didn't discuss when we were talking about them the shade heard around the world when he said you know thankfully katie made it hard to follow my god (laughs) my god my god it's heaven. I live for every second of that. I caught it as soon as he said it. And I was like, yes! Bebe. Oh, I tweeted that, girl. I tweeted that, and then I put that gif of uh, Kelly and um, Tiffany cackling on the couch, girl. I said, ooh, child, come on, Derek. Like, he was my spirit animal that night. Like, you have no idea. He was not giving Katie an inch. Do you hear me? And she probably was tearing down with her toxic, problematic self. She's like, oh, this is the Derek I've been wanting all along. Like, go shut the fuck up. Just a trash bag. So, yeah, I completely forgot. Oh, so that's when Austin gave the ring to Jessica. Uh... (laughs) Michael and Mika were just still sitting over there looking sour. Taylor was sitting by herself. You know, uh, Derek was hitting Katie with the two-piece combo. Um, <laughs> and then there was just Zach and, and Mindy. Zach and Mindy over there. Just acting like ain't nothing. Like, like we married, but we not married no more. And ain't no love loss. Because, you know, I feel like Mindy is like the adult. You know, like she's the, the, she's like the version of, I got to keep moving. Period. Won't stop, no. You know, so it's like, listen, Zach did what he did, but I'm not worried about him. We're not there anymore. I've moved on. Me and Zach can have some form of a, a decent friendship. I just know what to expect from him. If I ever want depth from a conversation that makes sense, never call Zach. <laughs> but if I just want a lollygag, and I mean sheer girl. lollygagging. I'll oh, girl, Zach. how could I forget the the Zach mansplain montage? <laughs> hilarious and i don't even know how he can look at it without putting his face down putting his his hand over his head in embarrassment because like that is horrible girl he saw nothing wrong with that package nothing he's slow like zach none of that made sense to you today (laughs) like what are you doing and mindy was like i feel bad for your ass because you look you should be embarrassed (laughs) girl (laughs) but all in all i i thoroughly enjoyed 
the it was good. the reunion and I totally agree with you that this was the type of reunion that we needed from Love is Blonde that we didn't yes. get because Nick Lachey and his wife, I keep forgetting her name, Melissa maybe. They're too friendly. They're too Vanessa? nice. Vanessa, sorry. And they were too busy trying to be friends with folks and they weren't in a space to ask the questions that needed to be asked. So I vote Kevin to do all dating show or marriage show related reunions period <laughs> or yeah. us because you know what you know <laughs> even though it was a great love is blind was good all its own if they would have had a kevin doing a reunion like that would have been number one still today yeah for sure because you know people are catching on late and late and late and once they got to that reunion and it was lit like like this one was yeah girl please love is blind love is blind it would be untouchable for like a, at least another two years Lord. but okay I hope that, I hope that y'all y'all pay Kevin what he's worth, baby, so that he can stay and keep coming to do these reunion specials. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Did you have anything else to add for Married at First Sight? Uh, no. I mean, really, that's it. I just really enjoy Twitter. Again, uh, remember that tweet I sent you where that lady was all the things you shouldn't be when you gonna sign up for Married at First Listen, Sight. Listen, it was an absolute read. Do you hear me? <laughs> An absolute read, and I lived. I lived. I think I followed her after that. I was like, "Listen, sis, like, you gave me everything that I needed." <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was, it was everything. But yeah. So with that being said, um, yeah, that's it for them. All right, girl. Until so, next season. Until Bye, next Mary season in New Orleans. Damn, I wish I see if I had stayed in New Orleans like one more year. One more year. I could have been on Married at First Sight. Mm, 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 mm. But if we're going to keep it a bug, I probably wouldn't get past, like, the questionnaire, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it for you. <laughs> if we're going to keep it a bug. you going to be one of the people that they show, like, a clip of talking about, uh, he, don't like, he don't like cucumbers. Oh, uh-uh, I can't do it. You know, you could be like, they could be like, no, it's all right. It's right now. <laughs> cucumbers cannot be a deal breaker. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audio book with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash rain and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash rain to get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audio books and original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Crystal loves Audible. She loves it. And because of Audible, Crystal has become an active member in the Chapter Chat Book Club. Our recent reads include The Sisters Are Alright, Changing the Broken Narrative of Black Women in America by Tamara Winfrey Harris, The Darkest Child by Dolores Phillips, and The Beauty Myth, How Images of Beauty Are Used Against Women by Naomi Wolf. All of these titles and more can be found on Audible. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rain. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash rain for your free audiobook. Okay, so onwards to episode two of Insecure. And I took notes this time, y'all, so that we're going to be in order and not all over the place. I'm sure y'all listened to last episode like, what the fuck are they doing? But anywho, we're going to be in order this time. So we open up with Molly and Andrew on a date. 
looking okay. cute or whatever. And apparently, Andrew is just a really good looking girl. Guy. And for him, like, to it's co- not. It's it, you know what? It's not just the, his facial appearance. It's like his entire package. Oh, for it's sure. Kind of- and not a yes. lot of men can cut off their tresses and still keep their saying smolder. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a good-looking guy. And uh, I guess apparently Molly's brother's having a baby that's not his, but whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I was confused by that. Maybe they'll circle back to that point or something like that. <clears throat> and then, so Andrew gets a call. It may or may not be work-related. I can't remember. Molly's like... what he said. He said it was. Okay. 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 And so Molly's like, what's up? He's like, I don't want to talk about it, but I want to talk about that cake. Right. And then <laughs> uh, Andrew, we see him getting a sample of the cake because mm-hmm. he's blowing Molly's back out again. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to her for getting some good back crackage. We all need that every once in a while. <laughs> And so now we're like three, we're still like three months before the block party and Issa is showing Condola around the area, you know, mm-hmm. where all the booths and everything are going to go. And Condola's like, yes, like I love their friendship that's developing. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, as they're showing everything around, as Issa's showing everything around, Condola brings up her vacation with Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, Issa didn't really know what was happening. But then when she figured out the location, I can't remember. I don't yeah, know. she was like, romantic. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, romantic. Right. <laughs> that was <would be> cute. <laughs> right, 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 right. And so they have this awkward moment, you know, and they're both like, let's just address the elephant in the room. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let let's, what's the saying? Let's talk about it so we can move through it or something like whatever. They're just being adults. Um, Mm -hmm. We also learn a weird tidbit that Lawrence likes mayo with his French fries. And apparently that's a thing in Amsterdam. And I Googled it and it is a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. That's weird. I personally prefer ketchup or a blend of ketchup and mustard for a little zing. I know people who do ranch as well. I've never done a ranch with a fry. Oh, some seasoned fries and some ranch? Go. Oh, I'm missing out. (laughs) So I have a question for you. So what are your thoughts on Condola and Issa's, like, communication? Like, I feel like that's, like, a theme that's going on this season, like, communication, like, working on it, perfecting it, starting it, you know, with them calling out the odd moments and trying to see clarity and all of that. I think think it's healthy. I think it's extremely healthy. Um... Especially if you're going to, you know, work together professionally, understanding that y'all have this um, common denominator, if you will, uh, just just to talk about it and be as clear as you can with each other. I feel like it's extremely healthy because things like this has has ruined a whole lot less, you know. So it's like I'm I'm really proud of it. Every time I, you know, we get a little bit of it, I'm just like, this is what we need. This is what we need. This is how you this is how you maneuver through this sticky situation. I can yep. dig it. But it's clearly still something Molly hasn't grasped. But um <laughs> So, you know, they have their moment. They're like, Okay, girl, like let's we don't want this to be awkward. We've addressed it. Let's just continue developing our professional and personal relationship. I love it. So now mm-hmm. we jump to the ladies are at Tiffany's house making the world's worst halloween treat bags like broccoli based candies and toothbrushes like 
Sis. But the costumes were everything, though. Shout out to Kelly, who was Nisi from Babs, and I lived. She had the hair and everything. Yes, it was everything. I also appreciate Molly being, uh, uh forgot the name of the school. A clover from clearly East Compton. Gabrielle. She was clearly Gabrielle from um, Bring It On. Bring It On. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Issa, which is the one I go hardest for. She was from school days. She was um, a jigaboo. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the scene is good and bad, good and bad hair. Whether you're a nappy or fair. <laughs> go this way, see if I care, good or bad hair. Yes. And so I loved it. Um, and then who was the, oh, Cleopatra, right? Yes. yes. Cleopatra. So yes, the costumes were everything. I, I would so do Issa's. <laughs> Because that was like, we was watching School Days the other day, and I was talking about, like, costumes from School Days. So, bam, there you go. I love it. They, I love it. It hurt me. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, so they, they clowning Tiffany on the treat bags. Um, Tiffany also lets Issa know that she can probably get the wine wholesale f- for the event, for the block party. Um, but all Issa still needs to do is secure the headliner and all of that jazz. And so, uh, at this point, you know, Molly and Issa are talking, I think they were in the kitchen or something like that. And, you know, Molly was saying how she was impressed, quote unquote, by how much progress Issa had made on the block party. And I thought that that was some light shade, but maybe not. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just don't like Molly. And so I'm just reading anything I can into what she does. But I do think that that scene in particular showcased just how out of the loop they are in each other's lives. Now, you can see that that gap is getting wider bigger and wider uh-huh. and so but did you just reference the oh oh yeah yeah because it's oh yeah because they're still at the, the house at the friend's house and like what the friend knows more about what's going on with molly than Issa does mm-hmm. yeah right yeah yes, yeah yes, yes. kelly did mm-hmm. and so i think that kelly made did. molly feel sometimes i don't know why they keep shitting on kelly the way that they do but i don't like it okay because kelly is a gem but let me mm-hmm. let me calm down <laughs> <laughs> and you know it just shows that Issa not just sitting around waiting for the phone to ring and it Molly being on the other end she's working towards her goals you know and working towards her projects and clearly developing friendships that Molly ain't really seeing it for um right. so then Asian Bay comes up into the conversation and Kelly said uh <laughs> you can that samurai dick and <laughs> um first of all that's racist and second of all, it was a sa- joke. <laughs> Samurais <laughs> are from Japan and Asian Bay is definitely not Japanese, but listen, but it was a good joke and, <laughs> and you know, it was very fitting. Um, but I, I get it. I think they said something about Kelly that was racist and she said, prove it. So I'm like, look, we just, <laughs> we just can't. Um, okay. So but see, you see what Issa does. They 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 say things that are inappropriate, but then they address it, and and then it's all right. Right, yeah. For so sure. that means you can deliver your cheesy jokes, and then they'll address it, and it's fine. So <laughs> it works out every scene, perfection. Right. Okay. So now Molly is, you know, it's the NFL draft, and Molly is running down Andrew stats. You know, he blowing that back out. He funny. He cute. But. <gasps> he's not being as open as she would like. And this is the first time that we hear Issa say, you know, are you sure you're not just, you know, looking for 
a problem because we know she's like what's the problem right what's the problem he <laughs> found it what's the problem you don't have one do you oh, okay well and, right along and the, like you, you didn't want to spend too much time there you right. know it's just like why are we doing this again child and you we all know that molly's poker face is for shit but mm. you know she ends up you know saying she just wants something you know something more substantial just not a smash buddy but I feel like she's rushing it. Like, damn, they only been talking a few months. So, like, I don't I don't know. I feel like Molly is trying to rush that a little bit. To me. To me. Well, I mean, it would not be, you know, far-fetched. Because as we know, Molly's character, when she's dicking somebody, she doesn't know, like, when to fall back or how to. She doesn't know how to take her time and let things develop. Remember when Jadena was on there? Was that season two? Mm-hmm. Or was that season one? I don't remember. But Jadena was also an attorney, uh, you know, busy as well. You know, they they had a great connection or whatever. He came from looking for, like, established dudes or whatever. And then, like, she started landing on real, real thick until he had to stand her up. And like, girl, I can't. You know, you're doing too much too fast. Like, why are you so excited? Like, what? Like, calm down. Like, can we naturally grow? And so, like, when she gets to feeling people, she kind of speeds up. And that pushes dudes away. And so if she's on track for that, we know it's not going to work. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully she listens to, to someone. Side note about Jadena with his finest. He's in a polyamorous uh-huh. relationship. Oh, I see it. Yes. I would love to be a part of that flock. Any who. Um, I see it. Like if you <laughs> listen to his first CD, he's talking about two different women, Bambi and somebody else. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Bambi, scrap, Scrappy Bambi? No, 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 and no. Oh. Just listen to his first CD. Okay, like, I'm like, oh shit. Bambi comes up a lot. Here come and Crystal with mirror. the tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the mirror. Child, so back to the topic. Tiffany's like, girl, closed mouths don't get fed. You need to go on and talk to this man. But Kelly's like, I don't like my men with feelings. I won't like a mom with a big dick and I was like okay girl and so uh, Molly says she's going to put the pussy on pause P.O.P. Um, so that she can get more out of Andrew um, I think she totally jumped out the window with that proclamation but you know go off uh, I feel some type of way about how women sometimes use sex as like a manipulation tool but whatever you feel you need to do to get the result that you want i guess but i very rarely see it no way her old bag of tricks baby because it don't work it's tied come (laughs) on girl right and so after that uh we jump to uh tsa bay giving Issa a cavity check with his penis and i mean that was so disgusting (laughs) Issa. why would you do that (laughs) so they were doing all of the positions all of the positions and then um tsa bay asked Issa to press his his booty button (laughs) so do we think that that was just like push the cheeks so that he's deeper or to actually play with the hole i don't know i don't know what they were saying they're doing there i don't get all the cali lingo but um (laughs) i'm gonna say it was maybe touch the hole and you know, I I was told a long time ago by an old player, anything done between a man and a woman is safe and straight. I... So I don't I don't I don't feel a way about that type of thing if it's between a man and a woman. 
Like I don't, I don't, I don't pick up on I any. I have no weirdness. qualms with a booty button. I, I know a lot of people don't want that. Like a lot of men have issues with that, and they want to call it something else. But I feel like that's normal if that's what you do, what you're comfortable with. Like you said, this is more of them communicating during their sex. I love it. You know, like I appreciate. And I think it. that's important. Like Issa seems to found herself in very communicative uh relationships very you know every situation she's been in so far she's communicating through it except for with (laughs) m-o-l-l-y yeah and so So, um i mean i'm not opposed to a booty button shit get it how you live let's 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 have fun here um but then you know the condom has is lost and Cringe, cringe. For the first, cringe, cringe, cringe. <laughs> for the first time this season, we see Mirror Issa, you know, and she's like, you know, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. And then she retrieves the lost condom, and <laughs> that has been scary. That has happened to me before. I, I know, I know, she's doing it because it happens, but still, it was disgusting. Oh, it. Hey, listen very disgusting <laughs> and kudos to her for being able to get that mug out because i needed assistance um i was like sir you didn't push this thing up way far than you know my digits can reach so i'm gonna need your help thanks oh <laughs> <laughs> okay so now we're back look we're we're out of you know sex land and molly's back at the office she calls andrew and she's like hey i want you to come over for dinner um this weekend and just like there's a summer walker concert i don't know who that is but apparently she's a thing and um you know andrew wanted to go but molly's like no like just come to the crib and he's like cool after that oh wait if I'm not mistaken, Summer Walker is like a little R&B singer. I think she suffers from anxiety, and so she's been turning down events prior to Corona, you know, well before Corona or whatever, I think. I am not certain. I feel like Baby Boy has talked about this a few times, or her. But either way, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so then Torian, uh, you know, walks up, um, you know, and Molly tries to do, you know, some small talk, and he's like, ah. Like now, like, you know, he's still beefed out over what she did last season. And he's like, I don't need your like travel advice about Cabo. Like I'm very well versed in the internet. My shit's all inclusive. Like stop talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) And then not not (laughs) friends, not friends. And so then we jump to Lawrence and Condola on a lunch date. And he asked if she had been watching looking for Latoya because apparently that's his shit. And then he asked for mayo with his fries and Condola giggles. And he was like, what's so funny? And he, she was like, oh, me and Issa were talking about you. And you could visibly see Lawrence like, like, like tense up, like his body language change. He got, I don't want to say nervous, but maybe just like a little aggy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, did that little laugh like, oh, like what else y'all was talking about? You know, like trying to like trying to brush it off but clearly doing a very poor job and she basically let him know like me and Issa just don't want it to be like awkward like we talked we brought it up so we could move past it is that gonna be an issue and you know then we jumped to him with Chad and Derek and he like 
hell yeah it's a problem so like he couldn't be honest with condola in that moment but you know he was really airing his grievances with the homeboy so my question is why do you think lawrence didn't just tell condola at that moment that he didn't feel comfortable uh because i feel like him not being comfortable with her talking to Issa, knowing that they work together at this point comes off as him trying to like oh what are you afraid that she might tell me you know so i think he doesn't want to give condola any reasons to be concerned but at the same time i hate the way he approached it like going to Issa because I feel like that's just a slimy you know what I'm saying so uh, I feel like he should have just sat on it he should have brought it up with either one of them he should let it be you know but I think he has something to hide what is he hiding I'll tell you what I think he's hiding I don't think he wants Issa or I don't think he wants it to come out that Issa had been supporting him for their entire relationship and he's just now coming to like semi-adulthood because Condola is seeing him with his shit all together he she doesn't know about the Lawrence that couldn't hold a job and was holding on to you know these dreams and aspirations and everything like that that's what i think i think that he doesn't want Issa like, to let that cat i feel like bag. the way it was done i feel like the way he popped up at Issa's, and i feel like they they have too many you know too many people that they know to where i feel like it's gonna get back to condola and it's gonna seem like both of them are trying to hide something from her and it's gonna mess up everything for everybody maybe hopefully not right now this season but I feel like it's going down. And I just feel like it was in bad taste, a bad decision. Lawrence just needs to chill out. He shouldn't be worried about that stuff. He should definitely not be going to his circle of friends for advice anymore. Uh, especially not that uh, crazy when they kept talking about look like a box. Girl, Because uh, he gaining weight. But speaking of weight gain, it looks like Lawrence is losing weight. I'm like, is he on a vegan diet now? Like, because what's missing in his face? Like, he's not as handsome as he's been. Oh, he was never handsome like like, to me. But um, no, I thought Lawrence was really good looking, but it's like something is like he's slimming up or something, and he's losing some beauty. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like. I don't like how they handle. I don't like Lawrence going to East House and then telling her she can't say nothing. Like I didn't like that. I feel like, uh, this is gonna be a problem. Yeah. Open this. Open this. Open this. <laughs> okay, but you're jumping ahead, so calm down. Sorry. Okay. So, like, Lawrence with the dudes, he's visibly upset. You know, Chad problematic as fuck. And he, like, Issa and Condola gonna start a podcast about your dick. And I was like, let's just, let's just not. And and Chad, he pissed off, you know, because the pizza don't have, you know, cauliflower crust. But, you know, Derek was telling Lawrence not to be petty. But at the same time, he's like, he wouldn't want any of his exes talking to talking to one another about him either and apparently he also moves every time he break up which sound like some serial killer shit but whatever so then we get Ethan Condola they're meeting for coffee to talk about the block party details of course and then Molly walk up and literally the air is sucked out of the room when she sees Condola at the table and you know there was this awkward hug moment and then Molly wanted to be like you know, the bellhop or some shit and hand Condola her bag. But at the same time, Issa asked Condola if she wanted to stay for lunch. And at this moment, I'm like, Issa did a trash ass job of reading the room when she Mm -hmm. invited Condola to stay. Because like I keep saying, Molly's poker face is for shit, you know, 
it may but be, it may it, be that's it, why it tells, you, it tells you that Issa is checking out of Molly's BS. She's Absolutely. checking out, maybe unintentionally, she's just checking out. Like as she gathers herself together in life, she is checking out of the BS of old. Okay. Oh, for sure. So, so that's why she's not attentive as she once was of what's going on with Molly and why her face tied up. <laughs> Todd and you know and you can also see that you can see Molly's wheels are turning and she's really like puzzled by the fact that Issa can be mature about this situation and actually sit at the table with this woman because we know that Molly would have been completely incapable of doing that but she needs to mm-hmm. just get over it yeah. so yeah uh, Issa and Condola are, are developing their friendship aside from Lawrence then the fuck shit happened when Lawrence pulled up on Issa to basically say, keep my name out your mouth, which I didn't appreciate. And then Trina's son was out there trying to sell chocolate for homeless people. But we know that was a damn lie. That shit was funny. <laughs> um, I didn't appreciate that. Uh. And, you know, during that conversation, like I said before, they just went to address the elephant in the room so they could move past it. He says he wants to share things with Condola on his terms, which is cool. And then we find out that Lawrence's first name is Martin. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Martin Lawrence. I, I just can't. <laughs> Martin Lawrence, whatever his last name is. That's Girl. cute. It's funny. You know, they are funny. Like, Issa has a way of being inside joke funny. Like, you got to pick up on it, but it's funny. For sure. For sure. For sure. And so then, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Molly is preparing her salty gumbo, apparently, for <laughs> for Andrew. Um, look, everybody can't make gumbo, okay? Gumbo right. is a slow and steady process so unless she started that rule it's 6 30 that morning you rushed it and that's why it's too salty baby and bitch she straight said i ain't remaking that rule <laughs> she said what she said we just gonna have to die or something i don't know what she yeah, said girl. you know but andrew he's still trying to get a taste she's like no like pop you know pussy on pause um and she's adamant clearly about fast tracking them to a full-blown relationship and tells andrew that she just wants to talk they're eating and drinking and going through family photos. And I think the topic of Andrew's sister comes up and you can see uh-huh. him kind of shut down. Like he does not want to, you know, broach that topic. He's like, let's just go to the show. Uh, she put her foot down and she's like, either we going to talk or the, you can go. And so he bounced. <laughs> but he, before he exits, he said, you always. Oh yeah. He problem. said, you always got to find dis- something wrong. She did disclose that she feels like he is not, trying to have a conversation with her like she's opening up to him and he's not opening up to her and then that's when he says you always find a problem and you know yeah summer walker's concert yeah 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 that's exactly what happened he dips and she's sitting there looking crazy again um but then she calls isa she did so now isa's at, at her own concert she's at the show she's waiting for condola condola sends a text she's like i'm 10 minutes out and then isa calls lawrence He's watching again. What's Find the name? Finding Latoya. And, you know, Issa's like, should I mention the fact that you stopped by? And he's like, no. Nah. And you already mentioned that. Like, that's slimy, sneaky boots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Poses a problem. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. I don't like that type of shit. Like, nah. let your girl know that you came over here because you, you, you tried to check me. You came over here to try to check me if we want to keep it a book. So, yeah, so now we back Molly and her feelings. She tried to call Issa. Issa texts back, I'm at the show. And, you know, Molly, you know, is just sitting there in her melancholy state. And I'm sure the fact that Issa's not there at her beck and call is making her feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. So she probably calls who? 
Tiffany? Which one? I don't know. Who she called? The other friend, Kelly. She probably called Kelly because I feel like when nobody else is available, she she defaults to Kelly. Because that's why Kelly, you know, Kelly is their friend. Like, I feel like Kelly is the friend. Like, she ain't she ain't hung up on nothing, right? So she don't care if you pick up and put it down when you get ready because she's so in her own little world. I feel like she's, I feel like I would be a Kelly because, like, I'm always so disconnected from everybody's particular thing to where I can easily, you know, connect and listen to whatever they got going, right? And, and as soon as we get out of the phone, back into what I was doing, totally forgotten until you bring it up again. You know, it's like, it's not a thing for me. I don't feel like y'all picking, I don't feel like y'all mistreating me, even though y'all are mishandling my friendship. You know, like, I, I it, but it don't feel a way. I can Even if it. it is. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate mm-hmm. that. So now we're at the next day. Molly's at her staff meeting, dressed down, of course, because I love her fashions. And mm-hmm. um, one of the partners um, you know, asked her if she had any knowledge on a past client uh, for a case, you know, that Torian happens to be working on, you know, but she kind of declines. She kind of brushes it off and like declines to answer. And I'm sure that that's mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to be in a position where, you know, Torian may feel like she's cutting the knees from up under him again. You know what I'm saying? But listen, yeah, that's exactly it. Because it's like when she's trying to be uber helpful, it doesn't it doesn't benefit her at all. And so now she's like, I'm backing up. And it still don't benefit her. Right. <laughs> so then, and speaking of that, so Torian stopped by her office and closes the door. And let me pause right here. Don't be coming in my fucking office closing no damn doors. I'm the door closer. Okay. I don't need you feeling like you trying to accost me or some shit. But anywho, <laughs> he walks in um, and to talk about what happened at the staff meeting. And Molly mentioned that she had worked with those particular, there were clients at her previous well, Torian mentioned that Torian he knew that that they were they were clients, and he was trying to figure out why she didn't got give him information. Right, and so he was aggy about that, and then he's like, "You were just gonna let me waste my time," and she was like, "I was just trying to be respectful, like I didn't want to be negative or anything like that." Um, and I feel like that was the first time she communicated this season. <laughs> child, <laughs> like I feel like she fully communicated like what her issue was in that moment with him. Right. And he's he still seemed a little pissy, so it's like, ugh, maybe there's no working around Tori and, and you know, having a peaceful but I think relationship. I, I think there may be because then Molly does what she should have done last season, which was apologize. Okay. Because she never apologized for what she did. She just tried to do things to like make him be her friend again. As opposed to actually saying what I did was, you know, messed up. Like my intentions Mm -hmm. weren't to, you know, undermine you or whatever, but whatever. So she does the apology. It kind of seems like that's all he was waiting for, but he wasn't going to let that facade crack. And he just, you know, maybe. Right. So maybe in time, maybe in like a few episodes down the line, we'll see if, if anything changes. Do you think Torian and Molly will ever work together on another case? Or you think he'll do whatever he can to avoid her? It's too hard to tell right now. Um, I, I feel like they're they might be okay um, by the end of the season. I'm just fearful of it being something messy between the two of them, like boundaries crossed. But let's not go there because we just don't know, you know. Uh, but what killed me is when he leaves the office, he opens her door the way he found it. And and what does Molly say? You gonna just leave my door open? It was open when he walked in. Good, cause cause she always got to look for something wrong, cause she gets on my right. GD nerves. Exactly, and that, that was a perfect way to highlight that. Like I appreciate their consistency of showing someone's issues. Child, and so they're doing a 
Hell of a job. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And so now we jump to self-care Sunday. Issa and Molly are hiking and um, mm-hmm. Molly's giving Issa the rundown on the Andrew situation. And then Issa hits her again with, I wonder if you even want to be happy, you know, because, you know, you stay looking for something wrong. And Molly's face is cracked again. Uh, <laughs> but then Andrew calls to apologize for the other night and Molly yeah. apologizes for trying to push too hard. And Andrew's like, no, like it's just some walls that, you know, I need to work through. It'll just take you. It'll, it'll, it'll take me some time. And she's like, well, I got plenty of time. And she perks up a little bit. Right. So good for right. that. And so then, you know, Issa was like, who was that on the phone and Molly didn't answer. So why do you think Molly didn't want to tell Issa that it was Andrew? Girl, I do not know. I was just going to ask you that. Like, I did not understand what happened. Like, why why does, why did, it was like weird. Like Molly got some weird validation that she was right about how Andrew was coming at her. And then Issa, uh, and it was like when Issa asked about it, Issa was also talking about something that went down with, uh, TSA Bay and something else and they felt like she was kind of judging Issa and at the same time like I'm not going to tell Issa what that it was Andrew and he gets what I'm experiencing and you telling me this silly story about you and TSA Bay like it almost felt like Milo was like I'm right and Issa's immature like I don't know it felt real weird like they are totally disconnected Um, Miley feels like she's better than Issa for what reason I don't know and I just didn't like that she couldn't continue to be honest. It was just the weirdest thing. Like, I cannot put my finger on what happened. I don't know. It just didn't I feel seem, like... It felt so awkward and weird. Like, we not friends, but we, we wasted some time. It was weird, girl. I feel like, you know, maybe Molly's waiting to see, like, if it if it actually progresses. Like, her and Andrew actually progress. And then maybe in, like, two or three weeks, she can say... I was right y'all was wrong you know what I'm saying like I stuck by my guns and it worked out in my favor so maybe that's why she wants to keep it close to the vest or maybe she feeling some type of way but you're right so Issa speaks about how her and TSA Bay had to break up um because he's got two kids and one on the way and you know he's no longer serving her and I want to speak to this serving you thing that everybody seems to be saying now I want y'all to give us our credit because I know y'all listen to our goddamn show and now everybody wants to use our terms but it's cool whatever um, yeah. I mean I mean see, but we even got it from somebody who decided to have a rant about it on Twitter about this serving you thing y'all need to figure out how to have construct you know whatever the case was but we like things have to serve you period point blank point they blank. have to serve you um, it just it just has to right because if it's not serving you what is it doing what is it doing are nothing. you serving it how does that feel right yeah. anyway the point is they they should just give us credit because that's only right period only right so but secondly <laughs> i just i just really i really 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 want to understand i want communication between molly and Issa, but maybe their lack of it is just showing us that they are going in different directions Even though, like, it would just be Issa catching up to Molly, it still seems like they're going in different directions. I don't understand. But my biggest issue will remain the same. How can Molly ever feel like she's better than Issa? 
ever. Because she's got the job that has a steady paycheck and a profession that she feels is superior. Like Molly is, she's she's very status driven. As much as she's going to try to claim that she's not, she's very, very status driven. And we see that type of person all of the time. We know that there yes, are people do. who are like, you know, I'm, you know, Crystal, I happen to be a mom. You know, I'm Carmen. I happen to be a paralegal. But there are people who are wrapped up in, I'm an attorney. I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher. And so if you take those types of things away from them, they have no identity anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Molly has spent uh, most of her life putting titles and things around her to prop her up because she's not really sure who she is at her core. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably that sounds pretty accurate. I just know that I am tired of Molly already. And, and it, it didn't take that much because I feel like I was already frustrated with Molly. But I wanted to just um, throw something out there. If if we're if we are paying attention to like the seasons that we've gotten previously, Molly is always continuously in a relationship where she's at least getting sex, right? I would not want to see what Molly would be like if she was not getting sex. Because I feel like the 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 toxic sex she ends up getting helps her, period. Even though it ain't a quality relationship, if she wasn't getting any at all, who would she be? Child, I don't know, but I didn't appreciate her last season when she still tried to make it seem like she's somehow the victim or still somehow better than everybody while she was dicking down Dro. Yeah again i don't care how again, you want to spin always it some, that's somebody it's always else's some situation but she's still getting it child she like to take scraps just like katie ass uh scraps was i told you katie had molly syndrome i told you i said it i said it <laughs> but that was it you know uh that yeah. that's how the episode ended you know uh Issa was you know talking about having to let that thick dick go and uh <laughs> Molly was tuned the fuck out do you hear me she was on another planet and and that's how it ended so that was episode two do I have any predictions um I feel like Lawrence pulling up on Issa and not telling Condola that's gonna come back to bite him in the ass and maybe Issa in the ass uh I feel like Molly is gonna still find a way to ruin things with Andrew because maybe he's gonna start to open up but he won't be opening up as quickly as she thinks that he should so that might become an issue Torian still want Molly to leave him alone at the office yeah and Tiffany when you gonna have this damn baby because Jesus Christ Oh my God. Uh, so that, I guess if nothing else is a timeline, her still being pregnant is. So we know, we know that not, not that much time has went by since last season because she's still pregnant. It's only been a few months, like you said. So if you have any question, uh, Tiffany's still pregnant. So she, if she looks to be like eight months at least. Uh, and yeah, she was she was showable pregnant at her at her baby shower. So that she was six, what, six, seven months, five, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We just have to, you know, gauge the timeline as best we can. But guys, we just know we, we know what's going to happen. That's all they're telling us. We know there will be a uh, um, a block party and we know that there's going to be a falling out of friendship. 
And that's all we have to go on. And I feel like every episode we're waiting, we're looking for signs pointing at the friendship, you know, breaking down. So, yeah, I hope it ain't too nasty because, you know, I, like I said, I already, I feel like maybe the last season I was like, Molly doesn't deserve anything <laughs> good in life. <laughs> and I really, I really hope I'm not left feeling too disgusted with Molly because that would be bad. Child, that would there's... be bad. And I have to ask this question too. Um, I, if I don't know if you watched the game with uh, one of the twins. Uh-uh. T and Tamara, Mari, one of them were on there and it was a show. It was a show called The Game. It was a football player uh, and it was one of the twins and they were on, on there and they were in a relationship like the first two seasons and they broke up and he got with somebody else. And I feel like I watched that show for I don't know how many seasons just for them to get back together and when they got back together it was like there was nothing more to the show it was like the the most the most important thing happened and so I'm thinking like if they're playing with that storyline the last thing they're going to give us is a resolution between Issa and Lawrence so they play with everything else so maybe Issa would have to change up friend circles before it's all said and done before they get back to the addressing of Lawrence and Issa but I don't think I want them together anymore but I feel like they're going to work their back into the storyline. Maybe not next season. Maybe not the season after that. But eventually. Yeah, I don't think Lawrence and and, and Issa need to be, need to get back together because I feel like Issa is doing way more growing than Lawrence is. I feel like Lawrence is like, I got the job, I got the money. He's good. I feel like he's very complacent now. He feels like he doesn't need to do anything else to evolve as a person. Because that's all. Because right. that's all he's ever wanted anyway. Was the was the what's the word I'm looking for? The damn, the, uh, the security. And he's got that yeah. now. The security in his field of choice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. But so, yeah, I think that's it. That's all I've got. Um, good week of television. Um, Absolutely. Crystal, are you going to tune in to married at first sight when it comes back? Or are you still going to wait till about five episodes? And then talk about it. Oh, well, the, the it, they, it looked like they're going to show us Australia. And I don't know if Australia is for me. It looks very um, train wrecky. Um, I don't know. But I think they're going to give us the opportunity to watch it. I might check out Australia. I don't. I think I'm going to watch. But I'm, I think I'm going to uh, let the new season, once it comes out for New Orleans, I think I'm going to let at least three episodes come. So I'm not stuck watching, like, the process. I think I'm going I'm to tune in once they're married and I'm going to watch all those all those four episodes like at one time. And then I, that's what I think I'm going to do because like just because you really don't have much to talk about. I mean, we can do our introduction when we find out about the couples, but like those first four episodes are slow. Yeah, they are. They are. They're, they're so slow. And so I feel like that's like more of a binge watch thing, you know? Like get those out of the way just to get caught up, but mm, don't don't be stuck having to report on it because it's nothing at all. I can dig it. Well, I don't have anything else. Well, me neither. That's it. Like uh, I don't know what's the name of this episode. We'll figure it out, Hill. <laughs> Reunited and divided. Like what? What it's is it? Something. It's uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, uh. What was the name of the uh the insecure episode? Because they named those episodes too. I don't know. Something kicking it. I don't know. Oh, well, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.
You have just listened to the Waning Opinions podcast with your hosts Carmen and Crystal. Be sure to visit our social media pages to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the Raining Opinions podcast, we love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. The Raining Opinions podcast can also be found on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Raining Opinions podcast would love to let your opinion rain. If you would like to respond to anything from today's episode call or text our opinion line at 972-729-9381. See you at the next episode.